0: Could be here there we go it's because the clean feet on the other computer crashed so hi everyone welcome the spell wind strikes again as it always does welcome to the round table hi today we're going to be answering questions uh just because the uh show is over doesn't mean the questions are answered so we're going to probably do that today uh go around and chat about our experience and uh, answer some questions about characters and uh the show and the world and we're just gonna you know uh decompress a week after and uh you know do that stuff hi everybody welcome how's the music can you hear us no one's talking because they're making me they want to make me as feel as awkward as possible
1: oh. you talking to us
0: yes oh
1: um yes
0: perfect we do okay thank you correct <laughs> correct i love this and you thought the shout outs were bad here's an about two and a half hours of this uh, and it's gonna be that for now two hours or so um, but yeah so we have some questions in the uh, in the discord and I'm gonna go ahead and start reading them I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to posting this so here I go oh you want to take it over whack take it over take it on over whack
2: <laughs> this is your show dude. God, damn it. <laughs> No. I don't know what
0: else. I don't know what else to. Hi everyone. How is everyone doing? How is your week post Spellwind?
3: All right, Myth. Take a deep breath. Nope. I'm not. Double already... the Adderall. <laughs> <Start
2: again. laughs> it's actually
0: a good call. I did forget. That. I did everything else today. Um, but, hi. Um.
1: That's it.
0: <laughs> and you and you and I'm just feeding
1: off of you all and you're giving me great energy thanks everyone for you <laughs> you haven't
0: started
3: the show yet that's why oh all right hey, hi everybody welcome to the spellwind round table with the cast and crew they were going to be doing some questions we're going to take questions from the chat and people have been posting questions all week in the discord for us to answer and if you have questions about um the setting or the law or like you know what happened in the show like oh what what happened after this ha- thing or you know you're confused about what I myth's know, hair care element. routine is didn't i yeah. say
1: didn't i Inquiry say all these things? minds want to know um,
3: no <laughs> you, you didn't say anything you were just you were just silent for 10 minutes can you imagine if you just went wow. back and watched then you were like just sat there silently well, i will
0: going, now I, I don't think yeah. I, i'm gonna sleep um I'm gonna, go home. I'm gonna go i'm gonna go home from here and i'm gonna rewatch it and cry
3: did you, um, unrelated. did you have yes. a, uh, um, an opening question that you liked?
0: Yes, actually. Um, actually I did. There was the one cause I, the one I had to think about all week, which was how I think it was how our session zero went and I've got to find it because I've got to remember what the question was. And also, um, I don't think I remember it was like so long ago and like how did um, like quest like episode one um, the dynamic between the party uh, as well as our session zero and I'm trying to remember it specifically
1: the actual question
0: there it is how did yeah how did session zero go or what this is from Johnny Katz. Uh, or whatever counted as that. Curious about the character set up before the show started. Episode one of Spell One is my favorite of all time. Thank you, Johnny Cats. Uh, wondering which bits of the character backstory were established already. Obviously, some, some stuff brought these four characters together, quote unquote. How much was known up front, and how much came during the whole show? Um, awesome. Does anybody have a better remember, uh, memory of Session Zero? Uh,
4: yeah, so I
1: we, did, we didn't have a session zero, we didn't play D&D up until, like, the first session that we streamed. Instead, we had, uh, like, a small round table, maybe two, uh, where we kind of just, like, introduced each other, because I was brand new and had no idea what was going on. And, um, I think, uh, Mythomatic basically... None
3: except for Myth. Yeah, sure. and, yeah.
1: and, sure and uh, and Myth, or Cord, brought up, uh, you know, like, uh, the world of Hearth, and uh, he had a small document about, like, you know, certain things, like, um, the deities and everything else. Um, but I think it was quite early on that we decided that we wanted to have, uh, like a two-party dynamic that would meet up and be, just, just because of the, the the notion of that, like, narrative. Like, we hadn't made up the characters, we are just like, wouldn't it be cool if? And, um, that was after Cord brought, you know, like, brought up Erevail and described it, and he described the God King. And so I think it was PB's idea. She said that uh, wouldn't it be cool if, like, you know, a couple of us were actually with the God King and then, like, you know, we would we see what with, would go on. We
5: mm-hmm. came with character ideas. Basically, we had a few character ideas between us and then based on our character ideas, we started talking about the different Politics, party okay. dynamics so, and then we're like, who you know, based on some of these choices, what sounds good to you? And so. uh, I don't know if you had had a character
1: idea before prior to that but uh it's, i don't know if every, everybody did because the character that i had um was actually from uh so before spellwinds cord ran a uh D campaign on his channel which is like a dungeon of the mad mage thing and yes. then he was planning on doing another thing and uh this was he was gonna call it can i say the name of the show because i don't think you're gonna oh, I, I don't think yes. that yeah i mean so,
0: yeah it, yeah So,
1: um, he was planning, we're planning on doing a thing called Potion Runners. And so that's why Jet's an alchemist is because like in that setting, potions and magic and stuff were supposed to be illegal. So I basically just brought Jet who I had already made for Potion Runners.
0: Alchemical Bromance was the name of the, uh,
1: right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, and so like, uh, I basically brought Jet from that and used backstory that I had written in to then basically tie it into the entente. But before then, I mean, like, we hadn't decided who was going to be the Sworn and who was going to be in the Entente. It was kind of like after our second, like, just get to know each other, like, a meeting that we decided that it was going to be Brad and I on one side and PB and Wack on the other. Um, But, uh, but yeah, it was kind of just like very much just yes and pulling from the cloud. Oh, this will stick. And... Mm -hmm trusting each other i guess we didn't really i I don't know much about pb and whack and them talking about how their characters knew each other and their history and stuff but for brad and i well i didn't know any of you guys from adam so i kind of like stayed away just did my own thing and came in blind (laughs) in episode one (laughs) (laughs) my fingers crossed (laughs) yeah and uh you're the first
0: person to say anything too like imagine (laughs) like i can't imagine being in your shoes and being terrified of um, and being nervous, I mean, I'm, if even whether or not you were, I would have been, um, to play with a bunch of these people in, here on Table Story, and then have the first words of the show, uh, which you did, which was super cool. Um, and uh, I think I remember... I'm just a sociopath. You're <laughs> like, well, I'm doing it, I'm jumping in. Uh, I remember Whack wanted to play an artificer. Um, I knew that. Um, and I think PB had this thought that she had to play a paladin, She's like, yep. I owe it, I owe it to everybody. I, I I told everyone I was gonna play a paladin playing a paladin. Um, actually, so, just
4: promised Brad, fuck everybody else.
0: There you go, promised Brad,
2: and no, then, no, um, fuck me,
0: yep. <laughs> and then Brad, uh, made a rogue. <laughs> uh,
2: I had a
3: different perspective though, because I was, um, originally gonna be running the production and I, I run the table stories side of yeah, yeah, yeah. production for this show, which is just uh, the VODs and titling and all that stuff but the live production was you um but we weren't sure at the beginning and then you were like i've got this new thing called vmix that we now know yeah. we should never use um <laughs> but uh but because of that me and you were talking a little more because we were talking about the show as well yeah. as the character that i was going to be playing and you were like oh there's going to be this thing this place there's going to be this tavern called the world a tavern and it like burns down and all this and we were talking and we got Dave to make a song. And um, because of that, I had a little bit, like that was my inspiration um, mm. because I knew what was going on with that tavern. And I was like, oh, cool. I get to be a revolutionary, you know, the resistance mm-hmm. type. Um, resistance snake. Resistance blinding, Yeah. And I was watching um, Peaky Blinders. That was it, yeah. At the time, and I was like, I'm going to make a character that is Thomas Shelby, Levi Ackerman, and the snakes. And um, that was all I did. That was the entire inspiration for the character. That's all and you I, did. And I it's literally the character right there. <laughs> 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 On <Not> that deep. <laughs> I uh, think. Plus some trauma and fire. fear yeah i think in
1: that like a uh, pre uh like game session zero i guess like the one of the first talks either like you know yeah. talk one or talk two because like we did have like a couple of weeks in between that before we actually had the first episode i think when we decided that there was going to be sworn players i was like maybe i could be a sworn player and i think i was like uh, and i'll sound like this and, and then like i looked at like the uh like not the uh what do we use again the, uh not clean feed, the V mix or whatever, and everybody's V-mix. face to that was just stone cold. So I was like, "Or maybe I won't." <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: thank
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> and thank God. True. <laughs> and thank God.
5: And
1: thank the God King.
5: Yeah. And how many ways can Meyer play Crispin? <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> that would that, that would have been the ways. first
1: time I, I had not made Crispin by then. That's true. Yeah. First
2: Which means
3: you would never have made Crispin on the other. side. Yeah, things. exactly. Uh, you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have. <laughs>
2: um,
4: as for Varsha, like I knew I was, um, playing a paladin, and I I do remember us uh, splitting the party and going, we're gonna do two and two, because that would be fun. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for Varsha and Smith, no clue. We just improved the whole thing on like how well we knew each other, yeah. and there was one episode where he improved like knowing me prior and then we met after or like that he knew Tenno or something like that and then we met after the episode to kind of flesh that out but yeah everything was improved between the two of us uh which was pretty cool we had um, a little
5: bit we had like a little Yeah bit we like of... knew
4: we knew each other for a, a while you know but that was uh that was it um I
3: remember yeah. that the cliff thing, uh, that that was that sounded scary to me Because it's scary when you go into a campaign and your character knows another character really, really well, but you obviously don't because Mm -hmm. you've played them for zero seconds so far. It's always scary Um, when stuff like that happens. Yeah, because, and I had uh, Jet, who was this like new kid who was joining Le Resistance, so it was easier to not have to worry about that. And I was like, oh, fuck that job on the other (laughs) side. Yeah, I mean, deal with the history
1: yeah the entire thing that i I was given the lead up for jet was okay so you're gonna be playing your character jet whoever that is and um so you're gonna be starting off in galfish or whatever however jet's gonna be joining the entente and you'll find Mm -hmm. out more about what's happening on the day (laughs) that was it (laughs) so like the surprise of like you're making the bomb you're blowing up the bridge that was all i mean like that was the first time i was told any of that stuff was during the was the first session, so, like. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just
4: I just remembered that I said to Cord, the only thing I knew about Varsha was that at some point I was like, it would be really cool if we break our oath, if I lose all my Paladin levels. Yes. Because I think yeah, that yeah. would be super fun, and I've never done that before, and I would like to do that. So I told him I was interested in doing that. I did not expect it to happen as quickly as it did as it however did. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it did happen
0: um, pretty early mm-hmm, uh, but a lot mm-hmm. of things happened i mean you did yeah sort of break the oath so yep it made absolutely sense. you were sworn no more um yeah that was it was pretty cool i um was super nervous uh episode one i think because we we broke for like the break and we broke for the break we had the halfway point um right before a combat, right before uh, rolling initiatives. And I remember going, okay, <laughs> how, how are we gonna, how is this gonna work? Cause I wanted to have like you all meet up, um, but I did not expect you to have each other. <laughs> a conflict or a, a combat immediately. So I had to quickly put stats for um, uh, Captain Buttocks And I was like, all right, well, and then I think I'm ready. Let's just do this and see what happens. (laughs) Um, But just, it was a really good exercise in just trusting the players and letting them uh, figure it out because there was nothing about that um, episode that was like, I didn't have a resolution. Um, I was like, you are uh, the sworn are here to because there is a festival happening in Walden soon. Uh, and like the, um, that teaser that was like there's a the festival in Walden we may have to cancel the festival there's a, there's a disease happening which was a, one of those one of the many hooks that happened in the world that um, was never grabbed onto which is fine it's just now there's a disease that now it's, uh, there's a pandemic happening across uh, the spine but uh, that we don't know about um, but uh, it was one of those things where they needed to have more guards down by uh, Walden for this festival so Smith and Varsha went uh, and that's, and then I was like, and they're going to come in via boat and they may go down the, uh, uh, go down that drawbridge lift and that's it. And, and that you may be on patrol and we'll see what happens. And, uh, that was, yeah. And then it was, and then we had to just sort of figure it out. And, uh, there was a lot of trust in that first episode and it was an awesome episode. So thank you everybody for, um, all of your wonderful, uh, input and, uh, improv during that, because I was sick. Um I have more questions that I should find because I've already lost them. No, there we go. Um have another one from Johnny Katz. Uh how much of the character arcs were expected? How much of the character arcs were expected or plans versus dynamic improv on the fly? Feels like spellwind characters. Uh, experienced a lot of growth and change since episode one, which I love to see happen. This is another one from Johnny Katz. Um, How much of the character arcs were planned? Well, um, I think, well, I'll I'll let them, I'll let them uh, answer. Zero.
2: Uh,
4: Yeah, zero. Aside from, I knew that at some point, Uh, varsha would lose all of her paladin levels and have to maybe swear a new oath to get paladin back that was it that was all i knew and even then it wasn't planned it was more like i asked cord if it happens to come up in the game that would be i'm okay with it basically is what i said if you want to take my paladin levels i think that would be cool and that's all i said and the rest was improv
0: of course i was going to do it because it's a really cool way Um. to show how uh uh, how terrifying it is when the paladin loses their levels but uh that was pretty much it yeah nothing really yeah because
4: i went from level five to level two which is basically Uh, squishy the level yeah
0: level Um, two sorcerer yeah yeah in a level five world yeah it was yeah yeah, it was pretty pretty gross i know at one point um you were thinking about you wanted to you're like maybe i can rewrite a uh, a subclass Mm-hmm. um For the spellwind, and I was like, okay, that'd be cool. Like oath of the spell. Oh, I did do that. Right, but we yeah. Also, so we wrote we the sworn,
4: it. and then yeah. I wrote the spellwind, thinking that like, oh, if she swears a new oath, maybe it'll yeah. be to the spellwind, and then uh it it changed towards the yeah, end. I was like, void. dude, she yeah. needs to be a void paladin, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. perfect. So then we wrote we wrote the void paladin <laughs> yeah. class. So yeah, all yeah, three of those was, are really fucking cool.
0: That was really it when it comes to nothing not really planned, but like these events really. Um, Uh, A lot of this game, and this probably answers one of the other questions, too, a lot of this game was sandbox. I pitched this um, to the players. I'm like, this is a sandbox game in this world. Um, I will, like, you can go and play wherever you like. It could be more like, I guess, a theme park. Uh, You can play wherever you like, and then we could sculpt and build things along the way. Um, And there may be things that I bring up, and you could say yes or no to them. There's really no reason to um, feel like you're obligated to take every quest hook. Um, and um, episode one there was the there was that entire like um, disease side quest that was never explored there was the um, uh, the cursed dagger um, that actually led you to Flaris, which is pretty cool Uh, that cursed dagger that uh, uh, Ty picked up and then threw overboard um, that, oh, yeah. That, yeah, that had a whole like, Myth that was, was a so whole bunch about of that, by the way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well it wasn't really um, I think I was more meme <laughs> pissed there was um, uh, there wasn't really much on there besides just information about another uh, society or culture which could have been really cool to explore
3: um, uh, yeah, I've been there when you write an entire thing down mm-hmm, and the player yeah, just blast jedi's mm, it over nope. their shoulder you know, <laughs> yeah exactly
0: will. yeah for, it off the, into the water yeah and um uh but there was a tons of little ones like that um which uh i am happy they came and went um because it definitely showed me uh the dungeon master uh, the, the dungeon master uh, you're being where... so
1: outed about the dagger in chat by your brother he, he talked about it for ages about that dagger <laughs> oh no
0: <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about uh, I'm going with the microphone. Uh, uh-huh. He uh, uh-huh. he um, <laughs> is a liar. The um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh right. When uh, when the players do deny these side quests, it does help me sort of know where their focus is on the whatever the main story is that we were going to, and we would like to still tell. So it's like a, it's a good check in narratively to be like, okay, are we is this still what we want to do? Okay, cool. Uh, which was pretty sweet. Uh, this one is from Josh. Me Josh Meehan does a lot of the art, including the art here. Can I do this? Yeah, including the art here. This is a, a, a work from Josh Meehan and also all of the other art that's been done. All the locations and uh, concept art um, that we used in uh, the Spellwind world is all from Josh and it's amazing. So thank you, Josh. You're amazing. Um, this one is up oh, and that's me and that's and I'm not here and here I am. There I am um this one's from it was josh really says, good all the way through josh very very good yeah, job. it was amazing 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 uh and thank you so much um but this is from josh's cast what is your favorite location to visit along the spine uh and there's another epilogue which npc factions would return to ever okay 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 well that's a little bit later um but uh which is your favorite locations that you that we had visited
1: I might be biased to say that 9ews was sure. up there because 9ews is... I mean, at least the concept of it and the name was something that I came up with. I had the idea for 9ews when I was making a D&D campaign a long time ago. And so when Cord was like, hey, what is, where does Jet come from? And would you like to write the lore for it? I was like, sure, i just use the name for that and its general principle, which was it was the breadbasket. Um, uh, so it was really cool not only just to, to go there, even though we're, we're kind of going there as these oppressed people but like uh also again the art from Josh what bringing that to life the rolling hills the big tree the night the nine you circling this uh main thing and then Cord then going in further and like you know making that tree not just like you know this uh monument to the empire and to these people but also Kind of like the like central office of the elders of the village and everything else. It was it was a really cool time. Uh, otherwise, honestly, I think the mines for me the da- no 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 the prison the prison impel down uh, which it wasn't its name but it's what it reminded me of. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Stormford. Yeah. Stormford. Yeah, I was yeah, say yeah. Stormford as well. I just think it was fucking iconic for this mm-hmm. show. Yes. 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 It yes. Yes. So, like, yes. agree. It was so. Um, um. Correct. I don't know. Like the because that's what this was all about—the Spelkin Crusades. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you want to see where that what happens to these guys? You know, when they don't just get like sucked up, uh, sucked up and thrown into the, you know, the Sworn or uh, like these two were. What happens? Um, and the arc was just so interesting. Everyone was kind of on the uh, it's kind of scary when you have uh, your spells taken away from you when you're a spellcaster or whatever right so you had that yeah. element to it it was like a scary dungeon it was intre- the way we had to break in and break out it was just really well done I think it was a really strong uh, and poignant moment for the show loved yeah, it
2: this is yeah, it was terrible, Stormford. though. Yeah, absolutely yeah, awful.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the worst.
0: Um, the uh, this Stormford, the prison of where they like the where they kept all of. it. I think it was an old dwarven fortress that was turned into a prison um, by the uh, Evervale Crusades, and they it's pretty much a, your your Azkaban where they would keep people. But I I think I really what I enjoyed about I think I watched uh, there was like Ratchet that Ratchet um, series on Netflix. I think it was. Um, it was like a To Kill a Mockingbird. No, not To Kill a Mockingbird. Cuckoo's Nest. Other, the other bird one. The other bird book we had to read in school. Um, that um, I watched um, a couple of episodes of that. I think before this, and that inspired me to be like, oh, okay, what if Stormford was this correctional facility, and it was it had like these wards, and it had all of this sort of stuff instead of it being like what's a prison. It's they're trying to. Um, do that uh, th- that edgy style of um, uh, like fringe, uh, arcane to try to uh, correct the wizards and and uh, sorcerers of the spellkin of uh, the of the spine. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool to see uh, to go through it and to see what you all did with it and to have uh, Josh give us some sweet art for it. So that was uh pbd of a a place
4: uh yeah i would also say uh stormford i mean they were all really really incredible but i i think stormford was really interesting because uh varsha got to see what would have happened to her had she not said no like it's uh, mm, yeah you're absolutely allowed to say no to join the sworn but what happens to you you know if you if yeah. you don't you know so i think that was that was definitely a turning point uh for a lot of us so
0: Uh,
5: back. <sighs> Tough call, man. Um, I think one of the strongest things that you did throughout the entirety of the show was develop these settings. The settings, like, all the different locations were really good. Um, Thank you. I am torn because, uh, yes, Stormford was awesome. Um, if, if I look at it from the perspective of Smith, I'd say Blue Falls yeah. From my own perspective, I probably would agree with Stormford. Um But yeah, I think from Smith's perspective it was probably Blue Blue Falls uh cuz that was a major turning point. And you could I could even argue before that aftoki. Yeah.
0: Uh,
4: yeah. yeah. aftoki was really fucking good too.
5: Aftoki. Toki does
0: and what's really cool about aftoki is that like it it did um pertain and, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, resonate, uh, even towards the end and in the epilogue, which is really cool. Eftoki is um, that location uh, in the marshlands towards the uh, west of the spine where the, uh, uh, after a spell storm, uh, the, a uh, party ran into a bunch of Eftoki orcs and a bunch of fisher people, and they brought them, and anglers, and brought them back to stay uh, uh, for a time here in Eftoki, uh, built on an old Dwarven keep, now sunken into this uh, and like uh, like probably fissured and cracked from the uh, the Sundering, and now just this, uh, this community of orcs trying to survive in this old ruins, um, yeah it was uh that was a really cool um arc for uh for me because i want i didn't know anything about eftoki before we even went there all i knew the name was eftoki so i needed to do a lot of uh, fleshing out of what it was going to be and i wanted to do like this louisiana orc type um so like the music and stuff was uh acoustic and very blues uh inspired and um uh and just giving you all uh like a reason to how are we going to gain their trust and i think the uh, a cool way of doing that was to like what what is the menace in the area well i also
5: i also think it was really interesting because i think people have a tendency when they play when you do orcs in a lot of these settings they're always Mm -hmm. like malevolent or you know like they're um very like racist or brutal or or Mm -hmm. what have you and um they were just very accepting and welcoming and like they were just nice they're just bros who happen to be orcs (laughs) yeah they were just sharp contrast to the shitholes yeah from you know the you know the area we were from right exactly
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and that's another um a big uh sort of uh point was yeah i wanted to have that contrast of like it takes a spell storm, and for you to be way out of the reaches of the crusades to see um the truth besides the propaganda that is probably being spread by the tyranny of of the god king Um, well that
1: that's also kind of why i wonder what the elves would have been like because again the elves more so than the orcs we were taught were you know, like, not in good terms with the Empire, but also, you know, very insular and very aggressive. So it would have been interesting to see if that was a, a complete lie,
5: too, LG but, Shemag um, in every single setting. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, um, when I was doing the, uh, the GM turns using, uh, the, uh, what was it, the Something Without Number, the, um, Worlds Without Number setting, Uh, and system for the GM turn, there was a point where the uh, Elves had a, they had a Corsair that went and taxed Aftoki. Uh, And Aftoki didn't have the money because their trade caravan was already out. So there was like conflict happening in in Aftoki while you are off in Flaris. So, um, which was pretty cool to just sort of have that living world. We never got to see the Elves, but they did still have um, this degree of uh, story Um, interaction with uh, we almost
3: went there Mm -hmm. there was something else I liked about the um, Aftoki arc was the disease itself the Mm -hmm. uh, um, it like I always want to run disease and when you're GMing and reading stuff there's all these things that can cure certain diseases but rarely do I bother as soon as I go to introduce it one of two things happens you get disease and then the cleric goes you're cured, or cured. the paladin goes. You're cured, and it yeah. ruins it, and it don't care anymore. Um, second is uh, it's kind of hard to do, it's kind of weirdly difficult to do disease because it's just so limiting, mm. especially when you're mm. doing a show. If you do, if if you bog down the players too much with something like a, an actual debilitating disease, it kind of slows the wheels of just show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. momentum and uh this was really interesting because you get to this place you really felt that sense of um you know small kind of rural out of the way singular uh, group of people but then we took we literally shaved one layer off and they were dying (laughs) like they were were, like they were like going extinct basically from this thing that they just couldn't deal with Mm -hmm. um So being able to um, win their trust over by going out, seeking this kind of very D&D monster and, you know, defeating the monster and then coming back with the cure for this thing that allows them to continue being an established part of the world was really fun. It was a cool disease and a cool way to run a basilisk. And uh, um, yeah, I like that as well. You
5: got the crow pro out of it.
3: And I got a crow pro right. out of it, which is one of the greatest <laughs> named items of all time. <laughs> yeah, the crow pro. Never yeah. beat
5: that
0: ever. <laughs> yeah, it too, it's too good. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. I should uh, get back to the Discord for the these other questions if I can
5: find he them. pasted a fuck ton of them in the Thank channel.
0: Thank you. Oh hell yeah. Um, question one: spoilers this is from uh, Melodious. Could you have plans for what might happen if your players at that point were very much on opposing sides? Uh, had died in the hands of the other player. Well, that's sort of what happened. Um, because Smith fell, hit zero at that point.
5: Also, just to, you know, <laughs> and it was throw something out there, okay? We fucked up so bad on that fight because Heat Metal should have <laughs> fucked up Ty so uh, bad. Yeah. And we just <laughs> forgot all the rules. Yep. nice it, it, it's legit like a tie ender that spell and <laughs> i was just like i remember this spell being way better Ooh, way why better? does he have like 12 attacks what the <laughs> fuck is going on let's
1: just say the fight would not have ended in a tie you know <laughs> it would have ended time.
5: yeah it would have been completely different like i don't know what the fuck would have happened i don't know um, i
3: mean um, uh at the end of the day smells a little like emasculation wow Uh, i mean i I don't i don't i don't know man i think um i think ty won fair and square and uh he was all powerful and that was the end of it really can't argue with it so you know that's how it goes yep are they
0: all powerful you have to remember uh ty has a passive perception of 36
3: i have a passive perception of 36 so i could tell that you were gonna heat metal so (laughs) i literally i don't even remember the fight i actually completely forgot about it for like a a good portion of the show like in a in the early parts um that they even had an actual fight i thought they just didn't like each other for a moment and uh, I, I remember like, it I was like really you. weird i was like I don't why know. don't they like each other for like other than the sworn thing because uh, i'm like friends with vasha now but what was the reason i was like so oh yeah they had, the, they had an actual right, episode
5: right. one pvp yeah thing chat, you got to understand, it's so weird being one of the people in the friends group that has a decent memory (laughs) compared to (laughs) so many of them that just can't remember yesterday. Like, straight up. I'm good
3: at remembering, like, I know my motivation for my character, but I don't know the reasons sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I hate that guy. I don't like him. Actually, that's me in real life as well. There are certain people that I fucking hate on this planet more than anything and, you don't and I, don't why. Why. <laughs> I don't know
2: why I don't remember but the reason some, why yeah.
3: sometimes I just go well at some point you did something <laughs> you, oh, had, I you, must <laughs> you must I got have
2: You must.
3: I got to that with Smith and I remember when we just after Avtoki F- when they kind of finally um, became friends basically and re- well, they, well they weren't friends but they begun to respect each other for the first time the uh I remember it was around then that I had to remember they, actually act, they had an actual fight in episode one because it's just so yeah. rare to have PvP because it's just so annoying to do. But that was actually another really well-done element in uh, Spellwind because normally PvP happening, I avoid it like the plague as a GM most of the time. If I can sense some PvP coming up, I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered. Let me try and figure out. I'm like, oh, no, a dragon's attacking. Now you've got a common enemy for that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. So, yeah, that was... Was well done too. Hell yeah! Thank you. I just got uh, all of
0: the questions in a in a text document from Josh. Thank you, Josh, for saving my life. Okay, so where were we? We were uh, okay, and we've got one from Gary Gamer. Says, uh, "What were the what were the beings Varsha and Ty talked to, and what would have happened uh, if Varsha had accepted their help?"
4: Yeah, I want to know this too.
0: So. Uh, those beings were known as big, big world, big world spoilers. Big, big world spoilers uh, here. Um, cosmic spoilers is those beings were known as the planar paragons. Um, there are gods uh, in this world. Godin, uh for masculine, goddess for feminine, and then gods as the umbrella. Um, and gods are pretty much avatars and sponsored by uh, heroes and idols of these, uh, Planar Paragons. Planar Paragons are always in a chaotic war with one another, um, and, uh, they, uh, created Hearth and the Material Plane as a peace treaty to stop the chaos. Um, but, they um, these Planar Paragons these sentient bits of matter uh, are always fighting. That's just their uh, how they are. How they are. They're they're just uh, oil and water. They're always going to, um, but they can put on a facade. Um, they are intelligent, but their instinct is always to fight and uh, destroy and uh, uh, go at war with one another. Um, this is, uh, there's something called the opus, which is when, uh, which is what created everything in uh, Hearth, and it's the, pretty much my uh, cosmic fantasy version of the Big Bang. Um, and the planar paragons are everything in that opus before the explosion of the Big Bang. That, that, uh, the, a miasma of color and energy that is eviscerating one another, that is, those are the planar paragons. Um, Peace was established among them when the material realm was created. Um, And uh, like I said, they're instinctually always at war with one another. So they start to try and find those who can go to war for them and they can maybe bestow them some boons and power and their, mortal, uh, uh, their avatars. mortal avatars and creatures will then call these avatars uh, gods, goddens, and uh, goddesses so there's like there's gods and then there's one step above that it's kind of like there's space and then there's the cosmos beyond that that's like this is like the cosmos to what we know like there's all of that unknown that like in we know of our uh, human real life what we know of space and everything beyond that that we just aren't sure of but we have waves of that's the planar paragons so there's like the god there's us gods and then there's something else and that's something else with the planar paragons uh they reach out of course to those who are um proving a potential um uh, with proving to be a potential for an avatar, and uh, they uh, everything that the players were doing, and also Varsha was starting to gain the attention of these planar paragons. So that's what. That's what that was. Sorry to get super into the. Cosmic <laughs> uh, lore some, of the literally, of this why thing. we're here. Yep.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Someone asked you. So,
4: what would have happened question. if we so had accepted? <laughs> <question laughs> and I
0: answered. Um the if you had accepted it's a great question i don't know um that would be something that i would have to say yes and, and figure it out later but off the top of my head if you did accept if you did accept i think varsha would just gain more powers
5: just big varge all the time mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big varge. large
0: varge all the time um and uh I think people would start idolizing the team and Varsha more, Ew. Uh, which which could be- Oh, that uh, would have cool, been great. But also- Phoebe would have been terrifying. so
2: uncomfortable.
0: Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that was that was probably what would have happened. On top of my head, that's just what would probably happen would be. Um, people would start recognizing her as uh, some sort of divinity. Um oh, pfft. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Which would have been so weird.
5: Literally everyone would just be Mergles.
0: Hmm. Everyone. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. That's right uh okay and then we have one from april rain as well it says "Roundtable round table for chords since you already wanted to create a game for your gming friends to finally be in a game together how did you go about setting up the game for them did you try to put out a little of each of their playing of their playing style in your world or was it created as a sandbox for them to just explore it and so i sort of answered this already much appreciate side notes thank you for bringing meyer to into the table story family i hope meyer gets initiated into being a table story gm one day and we all do, and I think it's fair to say we all immediately loved his narrations and descriptions. Um, yeah, we agree. We can't wait for Meyer to, whenever that is, whenever that is to uh, GM, GM us and something, Meyer, make it happen. Uh, the uh, question though was, it was yeah, it was a sandbox, um, and there was a lot of the game and the story. Um, that I, I had an entire, I think, idea for what was going to happen as a story, like a main quest, and I don't know why I thought otherwise. Um, because I think I thought, I think I thought that the spine would always sort of have this overbearing tyrant and tyranny. Um, and I never thought of what it would Sorry. be like. Right, well, no, thank you. Um, and I never thought of what it would be like without it. So um, as we it started to explore and of course like as soon as you uh, in any one of these sort of games uh, you as soon as you show even if it's episode one the all evil um, tyranny and um, the um, uh, the awful uh, genocidal notions of a crusade then you're going to get the players to want to go well let's destroy that what are we doing um and that's exactly what happened so i mean and i'm happy it did because it was a really cool how it was done and it was super cool to play the story the way it came out and i think whatever whatever i had as an idea first pales in comparison to um the what we had done as far as how their play styles go and everything and how to cater i didn't really cater anything the only thing that i catered was when we started the show um i think uh we started in like september um of twenty something, twenty twenty, twenty and and um uh I think I approached them the April prior and uh WAC was like, I'm super busy all summer and I was like, Okay, what about after this summer? And then WAC was like, Okay, sure. That's just a long time from now and I was like, Yeah, we'll wait, that's fine And then everybody was like, Yeah, sure. That was the only thing we tailored. Everything else um and like everything else was uh was the players playing and ad libbing and uh, riffing off of one another um the only thing we had to like sort of cater and adjust to was scheduling and that was it um i don't know if anybody else has anything to say about that but i don't think i don't think that was it never mind that was a question for me get fucked all right so this one is from <coughs> abradini uh says Did you know from the beginning varsha and ty would end up together was it a last minute thing or something that happened organically over the show also uh, the twins of a boy and a girl, little Ty and Varsha—something you've been fighting to save all game—was a great touch. This is for, this is for Brad and EB.
3: It wasn't planned. Nope.
4: There was a no. moment somewhere in the middle where we were gonna RP that out behind the scenes, uh, and we were like, "Yeah, okay." Uh, and then I think at one point uh so when when ty confessed like publicly i that surprised me because i didn't think that that was going to happen um but yeah yeah it was very good yeah um but yeah that's uh i feel
3: like i needed it i um i also think um ty had that moment when he was shooting the arrows and then yeah. Uh, yeah. and it, uh, Yeah. And you just shot her. She, oh yeah. yeah. She didn't get out of the <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. way.
2: Yeah.
3: That was um, that was when Ty he, knew. He was playing cupid for himself. Really? All I the know.
4: way back then? Oh, what's wrong mate. with you?
3: Yeah, that's wow. when Ty was in love. And then, uh, she didn't no wow, he really doesn't really even know what that is. So it took him a long time to figure out what's going on. Um. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, just impro- improvised, and it made sense. They kind of were two sides of the same coin, you know, really. I love that.
0: I didn't know that, That is so...
4: So then when I messaged you, you were like, Tee-hee-hee, because I- Ty already has feelings. But you didn't say anything then. You little shit.
0: It was just Ty's romantic way of, he thought that was the most romantic thing mm-hmm. ever, was shooting her fucking her killer. not moving.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Wow. And uh, also, PB, you should be getting something in the mail tomorrow.
5: What? It's is underpants. It's, it's an arrow. It's a bomb. It's a
3: bomb. Oh,
4: okay. <laughs> no, okay, <fine. laughs> All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Give her
3: the bomb. The most romantic thing you can send to someone. Mm-hmm.
2: That's
0: <laughs>
3: it. <laughs> a bomb.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and then I've got another one from Gary Gamer says round table for whack lore wise Smith was bound to his armor, but mechan- but mechanical, did that mean his armor uh, AC was stuck at the same level through the campaign or would moving to a better armor type flavored as Smith upgrading his armor?
5: Um, so, <laughs> so it's kind of a weird question to answer really. Um, uh i i don't like i i didn't have any sort of mechanical advancement thing planned for smith after a certain point um you get certain bonuses as an armor artificer um which is what i what he was initially um and that was based off of joining the sworn and being a member of the sworn and And everything focused around that. So he kind of went with... He kind of just went with the flow uh, about being an armorer. Um, But I never really had any plans to, like, upgrade the armor. I don't think he wanted to upgrade the armor, especially after when we sort of role-played out what what was going on with enchantments and stuff. Um, And I feel like he would never really have too much of a desire to like to change the armor too much um as cool as the artificer is as a class and the armor artificer is um i limited what i did with smith as a as an armorer uh which is weird to say because it's a bit of a swiss army knife class but um i didn't really have any long-term plans with it at all and then what? After what happened in in uh, Blue Falls, that was a turning and point. Aftoki, Toki, that was a turning point for Smith. Yeah. Um, so I tried to just almost completely stay away from using the armor, really. Um, once we were committed to going to Flaris, uh, I just imagined Smith changing his focus and seeing what happened with um celray and her techniques and and all that i was like okay i think he's i think his mind is best geared to be a wizard he's okay. very logical he's very intelligent um and he became an alchemist uh, or an artificer because that's kind of the role he was thrust into
0: and still using um, that brain and that mind to yeah. problem solve but in a
5: more tactical, a tactical and way. yeah yep. um so it just i i didn't really focus on the armor after that point so that was the that was the big turning point i just stopped and i was like i'm not gonna get i'm gonna try and stop using a lot of the armor stuff which is very very much like a you know uh makes a character kind of worthless i guess mm-hmm. um but i mean i just it didn't feel right anymore
2: can't
0: have a worthless character unless you're only playing the, the board game the combat board game of dnd then yeah. i guess you're then i guess you're having a worthless character
5: which a lot <laughs> of people do there's nothing
0: character? wrong with it yeah and at that point are they a character um So I've gone from goals. did you have a goal for something to explore with your characters when you made them? And uh, in what way did they come to fruition and or surprise you with how different it was?
1: No.
5: (laughs) Nothing to explore. Wow. I I did. (laughs) Uh, I did when I made Smith. Uh, So when you do flaws uh, for character, that's usually one of my favorite parts of uh, creating a character. I like to think about their flaws. I think that's what helps create them and uh, potentially helps with backstory. It helps with everything, really, because everybody's got flaws. Um, we all uh, have a v- at least a vague inkling of our all of our flaws. Um, and it helps determine who you are as a person. Um, so when I was making the character... Uh, I had a hard time making character for this. Um, sort of this sandbox experience can be overwhelming. You know, a lot of times when you have sort of a restricted list of stuff to work from, it's a lot easier to get started. Um, you know, when you have this wide open experience, it, be it, can, oh, no. it can be extremely yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'd like to try something I haven't tried before. And, um, you know, they just released, uh, Tasha's and they had, uh, the Artificer. So I wanted to do that. And I was like, well, what do we kind of need in the group? And we were all kind of still deciding. And I was like, well, we got a little bit of everything already. I said, I'll, I'll play, a ut- I'll, I can do like utility, I guess. Um, and, and tank at the same time. Um, so i took all that into consideration and then when i came up with the flaws uh i was looking at what they had and they had the th- they i can't remember if i got this from tosh's or the the core rule book, or if i came up with it but smith had ptsd from all the people that he killed
0: mm-hmm. essentially this into another question we have too so that works Yeah, you're answering one about
5: mechanically what's going on with smith's armor so uh he he had very bad ptsd and I was like, how do I, I I I wanted to have I wanted to explore that throughout the campaign. That was my goal. That was the the main arc. I wanted to have the this journey of sort of this emotionless soldier that was just racking up this PTSD that's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And then uh recognizing it, understanding that he's damaged. Can he fix himself? And then I started to to say anything can be fixed. That was another thing that I wrote early on was anything can be fixed. So I was, I had the goal of can he, can he fix himself or can the group fix him? as time goes on.
0: Yeah, it was really awesome to see um, having the character just sort of from from episode one we've watched Smith like not necessarily struggle um, but really put a lot of trust in like probably the most trust he's ever put into anyone else um i feel like there was a lot of a lot of controlling uh and a lot of control that smith has always been in um but from episode one for is what i just did uh, from episode one i think when varsha convinces him like we need to break away from here and he's yeah like, all right i'm with you that, that was, was insane yeah an amazing um an amazing uh, switch that was flipped, and it could have been because uh, he was defeated in battle, um, and it could have been just this. It also could have been a reaction of like a um, a fight or fright uh, sort of or fight or flight, um, and at this point it was like let's just let's let's just fly. I'm not going to fight. I can't fight anymore. Let's just move. And then did he spend a lot of the rest of this adventure and story um, regretting that move, um, and then? During that regret morphed into this was the right decision, and it was just so well done because you could see it um, throughout the portrayal of the portrayal, not betrayal, the portrayal of uh, of Smith, which was just super uh, a cool thing to watch. So thank you. Thank
1: so, you uh, for I forgot the question.
0: Uh, the question was the one you said no to. Yes. Uh, the one was uh, was there any arcs? I got was there a, was there anything that you wanted to explore? Um, as your character when you first started, where was that? Did you have okay. Any, yeah. what Do you have any plans for what happened? Um, no, that wasn't it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Did you have any? Um, did you have any uh, expectations for your character that you wanted to explore when you started?
1: So, so um, I, I had zero expectations for Jet um, and arcs and stuff. When it comes to roleplay and story building and stuff within TTRPG, I never have anything past the first, the next session in mind. And when it comes to me, it's always reactive. However, when I was making Jet, um, like uh, he, he's a character that's based around fear. Fear is the primary concept of Jet. That's why when he casts his spells, he he hyperventilates, and all his spells are based on breath work. And the more calm he gets throughout the story, the-, <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> the more the more calm he gets uh throughout the uh the story. The, uh, the steadier his breathing work is, he, he incorporates it into, like, you know, bringing Varsha <laughs> and Ty and um, and uh, Smith into, uh, you know, like, his magic, and he gets them to breathe and stuff like that, and uh, aside from Jet eventually, you know, like, you know, not necessarily conquering his fear, but mastering it, uh, that's basically it. Uh, in, in my mind, I mean, like, uh, in, in the story block for Jet, or at least, like, the kind of the weird drawing board. Um, he's basically just, what if Static Shock was a Yellow Lantern but in medieval times, and potions.
4: Somewhere, uh, mm-hmm. in the university, Johnny Blam's is a professor that teaches you how to breathe while you're casting your spells. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. That's right.
5: Um, and we know what mm, the vocal component is for his evocation spells. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Varsha, yes. was, there anything, or,
2: uh, Varsha.
4: <laughs> PB, was there anything for you, or for Varsha? Um, I Well, I wanted to uh, just comment on... Well, I'd like to know the actual answer to this um, from Whack, but I have a theory as to why he went with Varsha in the beginning, like that mm. first episode, and it wasn't because he was defeated in battle, but because he really wanted that to be true. Like, he was willing to... You know, like if he if he hated himself and everything and his entire situation, and then you've got somebody who's like, hey, I actually believe that we can change that and there is a path of redemption for you. It's just like he did a trust fall where he was like, I hope so because I need it.
5: Um, complicated question to answer, I think. Uh-huh. Um, so when it happened... Smith was definitely feeling lost, and what I had imagined in my head was that he was probably on the verge of turning Varsha in as some mm. kind of yeah. uh, some yeah. kind of an associate of Tena, and extremely conflicted because he always saw Varsha like a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. um, everything that he knew, everything that he was taught said, you need to turn her in. And he knew that he didn't feel right inside as emotionless as as he was. Um, so he had to make a choice. And it was like, if I do this, this person that I, that kind of the only person that I, I, that he trusted would be gone. And I think without overanalyzing his reasoning too much, it was more of an impulse. Yeah. Okay. And it was just like a reaction. Yeah, it was just kind of a gut reaction more than anything.
4: I do I did really enjoy uh their subtle dynamic of like from episode 1 where Varsha was always looking to Smith for what do we do now what what you know and then the end of the campaign where she's like I can do this let's do that or yeah. you know and she kind of had her own voice there uh at yeah. the end so that was very cool. Padawan um, training.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. kind of yeah. And stepping
4: out of it, yeah. I also have forgotten the other question you asked me because I was trying to hold on to that thought. I didn't lose it. Is there it, anything so. that
0: you uh, wanted to explore when you made the character? But I think we sort of already answered that. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I answered that already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, go back and watch it. Anything for you, uh, Ty, Brad?
3: Um, I don't remember well enough right at the beginning what I wanted to do, but I, I know I wanted to play someone who was I think you like, just wanted to kill him.
0: God King. I think that was probably what it was. You're just like, like I wanna I wanna kill every I wanna
3: kill this one. Yeah, yeah, I think I, think I wanted think to play someone the, who was yeah. like
4: action versus the last campaign where you were stuck not being able to be action. You were all mind. I wanted this to be wanted someone no, like,
3: that was very violent and very mm-hmm. um, borderline uh, villain, almost, I yeah. think, when I first went into this. Or someone who you might look at and assume is villainous almost um but i don't think i had anything (laughs) well wild rp and i ended up doing a spin-off of ty that was a villain and i used ty as the structure for him because by then i'd been playing ty long enough that i knew who he was um but yeah i think that that was really it in terms of just like those initial kind of ideas for him and um yeah i don't know i don't i don't think i was there was a very strong sense of like something that i wanted to do really yeah um i'm not that type i i don't try and plan too much anymore when i'm making characters i like them to make sense up to that point i like them to feel like they were born they lived the whole life and that they're justified in who they are but once the game starts i don't like i i hate the feeling of like having a lot of plans for a character and then you get into a game which is essentially rng the game yep. dice rolls your other players are affecting everything the gm is you know the one sailing the ship and so then you end up you just don't you never get to do what you want to do with your character and 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 i find it extremely restrictive and i always find it frustrating when there is a player that does that which is maybe a shitty thing to say about other players but i say it with you know just kind of a an air of um experience when you have one player that's like i (laughs) want to this is my story my story my story my story and it's like it's not though it never is (laughs) i really want to want to um have them start
0: rolling death saves when when (laughs) it starts happening i'm just like oh Oh, yeah yeah like you have
2: control yeah. yeah,
4: you have control over everything before that session one, right? And then right. session one, it's a, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's and interesting. I, and The
3: thing is, it's, it's frustrating as well when you are in the position where you're like, well, I kind of want to do something cool and you roll a natural one. Yeah. You kind of want and to have like, this kind fuck. of story arc and it just doesn't work out that way. And, um, and, and I do have, there is an element of me that does enjoy, like, you know, I am that kind of player somewhere in here in me, um, but I've learned not to do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because it just, it's always a letdown. So I rarely go into games anymore with, you know, kind of a plan or a hope for what will happen with them. Um, I just kind of know what I wanted to do. And yeah. um, I mean, I was playing a fighter rogue as well. So it was always just going to be like uh, attack. And sometimes mode. a rogue fighter. <laughs> I was playing a rogue fighter. Then I played a fighter. Then I played a fighter rogue. Then was a kind of, <laughs> which was a whole other. Uh, uh-huh. thing uh behind the scenes which by yeah. the way was extremely fun um and i'm glad that cord allowed because some gms would be like i can't be fucked you know like, yeah. i don't want i don't already balance yeah this is so annoying to have to keep going back and forth between these things but um it's fun to have a gm that lets you because my, the way that I justified it to Cord, I was like, he's changing his entire fighting style. He's yeah. learned how to fight. Like, Ty's whole thing is that he like learned how to fight from weapon. all of quiet. these toxic masculinity options. <laughs> like, right. Ty is just an upbringing of toxic masculinity after toxic masculinity and sort of, like, dogmatic um, resistance, rebellion, terrorism, almost. Mm-hmm. And that's kind mm-hmm. of all he's known. Um, and in there, he never was himself. Um and so, he picks and chooses how he fights based on these different people that taught him how to fight. And to me, that's a character. That's the character sheet. That's the class you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you can you mm-hmm. can have a boxing match or you can have an MMA match. You know, you're not going to go into an MMA match and just be punching. You you bring all of your different skill sets. Mm-hmm. So when Ty decided not to use his swords and blades and stuff it made sense to me that his entire fighting style would change and it would be really fun to blend that meta and have him be a fighter now and not a rogue fighter Um, and then he went back so it was like well he kind of would fight with that roguish style again and uh, yeah it's fun because it really helped me to roleplay that a lot you know kind of Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was just a random spin-off of the uh, conversation you. that no one needed to hear or cared about. I love, I love <laughs> it when you do that. It makes me feel like yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't you have also a... have ADHD. and I, don't think I, I know, I sometimes I don't know. But yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think I had a thing. I just knew kind of what I wanted. I actually wrote down a thing on my character sheet that I read quite a few times to get myself into character before we began. Um, and one element of it is literally just a thing that I think I copied from like a website about um attack on titan and it says Tyre's obedience is strictly limited to individuals he's he respects and he has no problem showing open disdain for authority from anyone outside of this circle although he rarely shows it tyther has a strong sense of morality and empathy and i think that that is just a copy paste of of something on like the levi Ackerman wiki From attack on time but i was like that's perfect that yeah that's and i'll just go into this campaign with that <laughs> and yeah. that and see where that leads me yeah I there's nothing wrong with I having
0: something again. like that to give you that that's what that i did yeah that crutch. springboard yeah. yeah springboard yeah yeah um i uh have a good question here from gary gamer says actually there's a couple of really cool ones here um says Round table for court why did the God King have uh, Creighton killed what was the was it a punishment for information about the God King's affliction uh, being leaked to the public uh or leaked to the party and uh, the answer that I have is uh I don't think it was I don't think it was because of the 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 leaking to the party I don't think there's any way Creighton would know that the party knows but I think uh there was a sense of the way that the um scene went down your honor yeah w- uh,
5: what what do you mean you think you're the one that did it
0: well i, I thank you um i <laughs> i so because it's, I, uh, there's a lot of things that i what i say i think i think it wasn't no because there are a lot of um because when people ask questions and stuff about d and I'm like, okay, is that an option? Would that be a possibility? Because I don't like to go, yes, no, all the time. Um, I like to, if someone brings up something um, that could be, uh, I like to think about, does that fit here? Is that because I feel like a lot of uh, this world crafting um, is there's so much of this world and this like um, uh, creation space that can involve a lot of, um, input. So when people ask questions, I go, okay, is that actually what happened? Because I am usually about 80, 60 to 80% sure I know what I'm doing when I'm doing a scene. Um, when it comes to, uh, the, the, what has happened and the cut and dry response of, um, how something works it's not final until it's been measured in the game or in the narrative a lot of that scene wasn't really discovered it was more of an uh, a uh, observation from for the audience and for um that's really it for the audience um going into that scene um what i would what i wanted to have portrayed through that monologue or that speech from Creighton to uh, the darkness of this room, and then the, uh, like, the automated uh, sworn that come in and uh, whisk Creighton off to his beheading. Spoilers. Um, the I think <laughs> um, that was because Creighton showed the God King um, when Creighton's mood changed in that speech to lord uh we need to uh oh lord we need to talk about your affliction and things like that it was a signal to the god king rolfane that his loyalty is wavering uh so it was not necessarily a planned thing that i think the god king did i think it was a spur of the moment um uh thing that rolfane had him rush off he's like i'll find another um i'll find another honor guard or captain of the guard to to take care of this um and who is more loyal than this questioning loyalty of creighton uh so that is my answer there for that and why that was done uh, just uh, another of the uh gross maneuvers of rolfane um i, I also had another one which was was a really cool one about Horace um the character Horace and I don't it's in the channel it's in the chat that's where it was and that's where I saw it um yeah there it is thank you how much of Horace was pre-planned character I'm still blown away by Horace and Varsha's this the dis- Horus Horace, Horace and Varsha's discussion that may or may not may or may not be what was implied i'm sure most of the conversation was improv but he was just was he always expected to show up somewhere so horace the character if anybody's like who's this the uh npc that varsha had a discussion with i think in the mead hall of uh the dunkert mines
4: smith's dad right
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. i i put out there that it was smith's dad um in the in the narrative and but i but we never explored to know if that was a yes or no an, a confirmed thing um but uh that my intention was to imply that it was smith's dad um but whether or not we don't know yet um but uh, the way i framed that was it for it to be yeah smith's father um a, a person who lost contact with his son uh years ago uh a, a, a boy who liked to create things and all of this and uh horace um was in his own way sworn to um this crusade and helping uh horace was uh they were horace and duncurt were exploiting exploiting uh these crystals of uh geolune and we're using these crystals to repeatedly kill and then resurrect uh, Horus. So, Horus's magic and life energy, in essence, would infuse into these items. So, the Sworn would have mass produced magical items like Varsha's uh, blade, Evendeer, may or may not have been named an elven name by uh, Smith's father, who died in exploitation of this magic to then mass-produce like these factory weapons of magical weapons at this really unethical way um so that i was just um that scene wasn't planned um i think um the 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 I did have the plan about the the crystal and everything but horace being tied so closely to the party wasn't planned i think and, and i think until that scene until we were discussing um and uh, i just wanted to have a cool way to sort of illustrate how magic and magic weapons can work and uh dying in this system isn't necessarily the end for your character because your things can live on much like van um the blade that um ty picked up later uh was uh a product of that um so did you get
5: that blade from
0: veniar
2: it was i on found dis- it in the yeah you know, in the whole.
3: In, dis- uh, in the where Inflaris, Inflaris, Inflaris. Academy. In the academy oh okay yeah. <laughs> it came it with a the display uh, case. <laughs> uh, a whole um
4: wait wait i'm sorry story. you lifted that from the display case and then threw it in the ocean
3: no, a different. No, one. that was a no, different one.
4: Okay, just making sure. The thing I threw Holy in the ocean shit, was
3: the, the little ruby you dagger. You of got off the woman. Yeah, yeah. The dagger from the was yeah. the sword I was using for the last few episodes. That yeah, was like, okay. yeah. Daddy, You. Uh,
4: I didn't realize you had stolen that. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
3: Uh huh. And um. Yeah. What do you think?
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: What do you think? <laughs> I don't think Ty, I don't think anything Ty was wearing. You know, was everything he It was all stolen. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, Vanny Yaren and, and the crystals and, and, and how magic works. Also, I wanted to just quickly go back and say, um, because you were talking about Ty, how the, the identity of, or, um, Brad, your, the identity of Ty and how he was brought up and, like, so much of his, like, he doesn't know who he is we never get to see a lot of Ty because he's been so reserved. And I think at the epilogue, when you were cutting onions and just how excited you were about cutting onions and cooking was that that was like the um a a glimpse at what's behind the veil that we've seen in front of ty this whole time what's under the flat cap which has been super
3: cool uh, that is um that is my dog licking water by the way if you're wondering what that weird noise is in the (laughs) background it always catches (laughs) me by surprise it is uh i'm leaking um i'm crying (laughs) because of that because i was cutting iron in um the two things one the <laughs> 10 that's <yeah>. uh 10 <laughs> years um uh I am uh, that pass I feel like Ty would have the thing that he wanted uh, he said to Vasha at the end like none of this was our story yeah because this was someone else's this was Lorcan's story Lorcan wanted me to do this. The God King made you and made you do and set you on this path. You've never done anything for yourself. I've never done anything for myself. And so 10 years later, we see them and Ty is softened. He's become who he wants to be. He's still got all these skills, but he likes applying them in the way he wants to apply them, like cutting an onion. Sneak attack onions. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, I just thought that that was... A good way to represent that secondly as well one of the things that i really liked about the sword that you gave me um was it showed a lot of growth in Ty because at the beginning he hated wizards um he mm. didn't like the magic he hates the spell wind he, he, i don't think he would ever really embrace the spell wind fully necessarily but i yeah. think the you fact that the sword outside. yeah right but the sword being from like a battle wizard yeah the sword is dancer. such a and being a magical sword, you know, is yeah. is Ty embracing that he, he can change, you yeah. know, and that yeah. he can, he, he doesn't have to completely reject everything um, to do with, you know, magic and the spell wind and stuff. Um, so that was quite cool as well. I think that it was just the... Uh, he he took that sword. I guess it was a good representation. I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe was, I read into it too much, but I thought it was. cool. I
0: thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was. I um wasn't thinking about that, and I thank you so much for uh, for uh, bringing it up because that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is. It was a cool. It was a cool uh, blade, and it was cool to see uh, see Ty accept magicness, the spellkin, for a moment. Uh. Where, what I have, uh, one from Nao and uh, Meister says Meister, I don't know how to pronounce that. Meom um, Meister. Anyway, uh, says for Cord, what is the most unexpected way for the story, uh, or world evolved thanks to things that play that the players did? Well, um, deleting the God King from the realm was uh was one, um, and. Uh, what is the most unexpected that's pro that's pretty much the biggest one really um and uh i loved it i loved every moment of it i was worried about how it was going to go down i didn't want to have just a regular old boss fight where it's like okay we're gonna go to the the, uh, throne uh the throne room and destroy the king and because that's just seems to be um done before it felt like um but as soon as uh whack uh un un uh prompted uh brought up in character this scene about uh, in-scene, about uh, using void magic and exploiting some sort of lane line and the Spellwind to potentially utilize uh, old uh, and like reverse engineer flares's magic to delete, uh, uh, lack of a better term, uh, delete the castle with the God King in it. Uh, you bet, I was like, this sounds awesome. I don't know what what this means yet, but let's, let's yes, let's do that. Um, as far as unexpected, I didn't know what the end was going to be until that scene and i was like okay that means this is on we're on our track to act the third act or the final act of the the show in the series so um but the entire time me going i don't know how this is going to end um i don't know if i want them to go right to the like that just seems too simple and too easy uh and too uh, cliche almost so uh of course i jumped on to, uh, that really awesome uh, suggestion from Wack. So thank you for that, Wack. Um, anybody else? Do you had to, anybody have any unexpected things that happened to their characters or uh, in the story that uh, sort of uh, not necessarily threw you off, but um, uh, unexpected change or evolution your character
5: made during the show?
1: Oh yeah mm-hmm. My character lost his hands
5: Are you- is oh. unexpected Cord uh-huh. is the GM. Uh-huh,
1: that's
2: right. <laughs>
0: that's right.
5: Yeah,
0: I uh the Yeah, Meyer goes away on vacation and then comes back with the handless character.
1: Um I got a DM. Hey, uh would you be okay if like Jet didn't have his hands? Um Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um Yeah, I was reading a
0: book. I don't remember what the book is, but it was on a... I was listening to a book, and it said... Because I don't read, I have an idea. I listened to a book, and uh, there was a... One of the punishments for, like, this ancient wizard was their hands were severed. Um, And I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's dark. (laughs) Oh, what does this look like if this happens to someone? And then... uh, and then, uh, And then Meyer had to go away, and then I was like okay and then we had okay. the capture and yeah. then I was like oh okay wait this is the time maybe we'll see what happens here um so yeah it was that's sort of how that culminated and happened it also um, the fact that Meyer played uh, a character on wild RP and we and my character and his went out to check out a meteorite and then use explosive to try to excavate the meteor and blow his hand off had completely nothing to do with my uh, subconscious reasoning to try to take Meyer's hands from him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, that makes sense that that would be the
2: unexpected thing.
0: But that was my reasoning. If you're all like, why is Cord weird about trying to destroy Meyer's hands? That's what it was. Um, <laughs> was there any other interesting unexpected
3: things that happened to your characters?
0: Anyone? Not stuff
4: know, that we didn't already we cover.
3: Yeah. yeah. I can tell yeah. you an yeah. unexpected like... thing that happened to me during this. Mm hmm. <laughs> Sounds like I'm going to make a joke about my divorce. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, Is it the joke? Um, my wife left. Uh, no, the the, 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 the day I showed up and Cord went, "Oh, you've fallen asleep Ty. And I went, okay. And he went, you wake up and you're Lorcan. What do you do? And I was like, well, I am. Uh, what, uh, oh no, yeah. And, 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 right? Yeah. That was crazy. I was like, I even know if, am I Ty in Lorcan's body? Right. Am I Lorcan? And myth was like, what are you doing? Man? I don't know. I went, okay, cool. And I just fucking went with it. Um, can't say I haven't been getting called back on. That's true. uh Star Wars with Star Wars. the same kind of things yeah. where I'm like, "Hey, what do you think's happening?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't know, the Force." And he goes. But uh, yeah, that was really interesting and really fun uh to just kind of it was your character um, like you made yeah. lorcan so i was like you yeah. know
0: what? who is going to be better at playing lorcan than the person who made lorcan so
3: I yeah, was like, it was I... the lore
1: master if you will yeah
3: so uh <laughs> lore yeah, i was going to do um... it yeah
0: i am um, i was going to do it myself um but yeah then i like i was like you know what i think i would rather just see how brad sees lorcan and mm-hmm. um and what that cuz it'll help me understand what Ty sees from uh, lorcan so yeah. it was cool. It was really cool. And thank yeah, you. Yeah, I,
3: I didn't know well either. Well. And then um, I, I I had an idea and I had, what my idea was enough to influence how I played Ty, mm-hmm. but not enough to influence how I would play Lorcan. So I was suddenly like, OK, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, yeah. what what is his his deal here? Um, yeah, Whacken,
0: Meyer uh, knew <laughs> that they right. were going to be playing these other characters, but I did not yeah. tell you.
3: Oh, and, uh, cool! I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was very interesting, and it is, uh, yeah, it's a good. Um, I just want to a... yeah, hold on. All right.
5: All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Objection! You say you, you say, say Wackenmeyer knew, Wackenmeyer knew, but it wasn't. It was like an, know that an hour before or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those days. Don't where I, was like, I don't really know. know. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, you knew long enough of which wig to put on. And that was
5: <laughs> it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it,
0: it was long enough for them to go, mm, I think I'll wear this. Um, but other than that, it was pretty, uh, pretty on the fly. Um, but yeah, is there, is there any, I think there was one more cool question. Fuck everybody else. Fuck everyone else. Well, just because and- of timing. It's just because of time fuck everyone else um i think there was
1: one or two from the chat that i missed um have there been the, like questions live in chat as well
0: there's been a couple there was um that i see but i haven't been i'm not very good at looking and reading the chat uh as per usual the um there was one there is one that keeps coming up that's about like what's your favorite is there a place um, that I've seen multiple times. Here's another question for Cord. What's a really cool area of the spine that the players never got to experience or explore? And that's hard for me, I think. I have some places. There's one that comes out to me, but I don't remember what it's called, which makes me seem like a shit-o. Where does it? It is... Um, Uh, anyway, the place is north of, uh, north, this
2: cat, (laughs) not mine,
0: (laughs) uh, north of Evervale, uh, and, (laughs) oh
2: god,
0: Uh, that cat is so happy to fed, or something,
3: um, where is, by the way, if you have questions for people or cord or whatever uh, after this, or we don't answer your question, then just seek people out on their yeah. streams. That's right. Um, and Twitter's Seek them out. out. Yeah, but you have seek to seek them out. Go subscribe find their house, and then in the knock on their door. Find That's right. them. Um, That's right. Find their car, sit on the top all of all their, their car until they get in the car, and all ask right. them the questions then. There this is. is the a
0: this is the way that's echoing for some reason. Um, there is, I don't know where it is. I've got uh, a whole bunch of different locations, but a lot of them usually have like one or two lines. Um, there is a place on the spine, it's actually a little south of the spine that is uh called Lisk, and it's a uh, it's built in the shadow of a mountain. Uh, towards the uh, deserts, the south of the Spine, so where it gets hotter because the sun is always in the south. There's a Everybody shadow of a mountain. Like what was
5: that? Everybody
0: talks like Mardis. Yeah, yeah, it's Lisp. It's called Lisp. Uh, it's called Lateral, Lateral Lisp. And um, the uh, Lisk, L-I-S-K, and it's uh, It's built in the shadow and like a little bit of a crater um, in the shadow of a mountain. So it's sort of always dark there and cold, uh, so there's a little bit more vegetation that can grow there and there's a little bit of like bioluminescent um, uh, probably a forest or something that is there as well um, but just outside of Lisk is where the Sun is so there's so you have these people who are constantly going and exploring out into the Sun beaten deserts in the sands and then and then retreating into this uh, permanent shadow of um, behind this mountain um, and that is uh, there's a lot of Cool things about Lisk that I have unexplored or not written. Now I've got a cat who's beating at the door, um, but that is uh, distracting. It's the same that is. cat. It's the it's same, same cat. He's run all over here. And um, uh, yeah, so that that was Lisk. There was another one, Cromor, which is next to uh, Evervale, and that is a large spire. But Cromor is also the catacombs where the un, um, where the sworn are buried. Um, so you had Dead Grove, which was pretty much the private plots of all of this land that, uh, this uh, miser would, uh, uh, sell to just the population, acres and acres of, uh, of land that someone I assume probably bought for a gold piece or something a long time ago, but it's been in the family and is just sells, uh, plots of grave sites. And that's where a lot of people are buried, usually around the spine. But Cromar across the river and like, uh, from, uh, Walden is, or yeah, near Walden, but you could see it from Walden. Uh, Cromor is this spire, and under that spire is the catacombs, the active catacombs of where the Sworn are buried. So if Smith, uh, and probably Creighton would be, Creighton would be buried there, um, uh, if he was even granted the, uh, privilege of being buried there, but... Uh, if Varsha and Smith did not defect and c- continue their sworn lives, they would have probably most likely been buried in, uh, Cromor. Uh, we never got to explore it. No really needed to go, no real need to go there, but it is, uh, a location, uh, that could have been explored. How's the cat?
2: Sorry.
4: Good. It's all right. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry.
0: Uh, and I have a question to all of you. Do you have any questions and do you have anything you want to
3: bring up or talk about you you for i yeah, think Wack i interrupted has this everybody really yep. weird problem with his scrotum and i really think we should sort of it? wag He's got oh, this thing yeah. on his scrotum and i think as a group we should come together and really help him with it because okay. yes yeah. as a group everyone he an intervention. should come
2: together and help <laughs> yeah. me
5: with my scrotum
2: okay all right. Um, <laughs> what happens when you
5: get to that age yep.
3: as a group just, everybody's
5: okay. gonna have to hold it mm-hmm
0: Oh, yeah. spot. like like a uh, like a <laughs> like a sugar baby like a red
3: like panda a, whatever those things are okay. like a meme. Spanish, <laughs> spanish galleon
2: sail spanish galleon sail yes we yeah, can
3: use a... whack to sail <laughs> <sell> to the <laughs> colonies <laughs> i'll take that as a no the colonies uh-huh. i don't think i have Jesus any questions Christ, because so um i have all the answers i want and anything else that was ambiguous i like that way you know right yeah, I'm I agree. a fan of a lot yeah. of the ambiguity that we had around some of the elements Me here, uh, including what ha- like one of the questions that I thought myself. I was like, I wonder what happened to Lorcan and buttocks and fucking all right. of them. And yeah. You know what? I don't want to know. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, know. I to <laughs> forgot
5: the buttocks existed. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> so did he was buttocks. the NPC <laughs> that Myth forgot, man. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did.
0: Uh, I do know, like, sort of. Well, they of went what have ideas where they
2: went off. And yeah, to do, and,
0: but I mean, we've never needed to measure or say where. After
3: yeah, after yeah. lawkins you know, he seems like one of those guys that, even though we were successful in his, you know, resistance, the Onton mm-hmm. resistance, yeah. you know, we. I, I feel like he probably would find something else to just. Doggedly go out right. yeah, to, uh, to be pissed and about, and probably just yeah just radicalize yeah. the rest of them to go off after this second thing that's been happening. Um, I don't imagine he settled down. I mean, maybe Bucks was in the background of some of those scenes that we had at the end, wandering yeah. around. Like I yeah. imagine Lane was. We spoke about that. That mm-hmm. Lane is in those scenes in the final scenes that were the ten years later epilogue stuff. Yeah. Lane is in the background like an old man. The regular at the bar sat there. Um, and maybe Bugs is, like, you know, the same. Yeah, drinking. Yeah. Your
1: Patreon campaign, yes. like, what time period was that set in?
0: That was set in the same time. Yeah, it was happening at the same at time. At the same, same, time? same time? Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. They did... Um, they their, their story wrapped up just before... Um, the story wrapped up here um never really n- nothing really crossed paths they okay. were up north a bit
1: um because my question was gonna be you know, like um, was there did, any interaction not if there was any interaction but like did anything we do kind of like have ripples there and vice versa like did anything they yeah. do change well, yes. anything
0: one of the uh players uh was named uh, was uh, called luca and he was a, a master chef on the run from mm. evervale um he was a bard uh and
4: sorry wait back up master chef on the run why
0: he stole <laughs> uh he stole a cortana he stole a cortana he stole ai he stole a um a device from a wizard uh, that was a collapsible house. It was one of those collapsible houses. He stole one of those and was on the run. So, the players from our Patreon game, that was their home base, their mobile home base. You would just plop that, that is down and fucking they would go inside awesome. And they had a, um, a little butler named uh, Winston. Um, that's like this little uh construct uh butler who would uh do things for them, like go and sell their items and things like that. But uh, yeah, he stole that uh, and was on the run, mm. exactly. Yeah, he was a little retainer. And um, with Final Fantasy uh, they were everywhere. exactly, and uh, <laughs> once again, uh, yeah, once again, Cord making Final <laughs> Fantasy without knowing he's making Final Fantasy. Um. Uh, and they, he was uh he was from Evervale. He was on the run from Evervale. Uh, and they had people out trying to get him back because of what he stole. A group of uh, wizards from who he stole stuff uh, went to go find him. He also, uh, when they were in that. Um, that collapsible cabin, that hut, that uh, home base of theirs, um, outside of the windows of that cabin would play memories and subconscious of Luca. And uh, Luca, the bard, uh, did grow up in a... Uh, he grew up in an orphanage in Evervale. And there was one scene where uh, Smith showed up and... Uh, took one of his bunkmates, uh, and that was it. Uh, So uh, he, and I don't think it was, uh, I think it was Smith's probably old prior, uh, before uh, Varsha, but uh, the blacksmith showed up and uh, took one of the kids, and that was that. Um, So there was one, that was sort of one, that sort of stayed through, um, was really great as, uh, the guy who played Luca doesn't know the Spellwind story, so he was really, like, excited about that, um, about that notion and that, that, uh, idea, uh, as far as, um, the, uh, as far as the, their, interaction with yours there wasn't anything that really would play unless you went a little bit north you would probably see some stuff in the sky but besides that um not really Uh, a lot of them would probably come back to hearth or or, uh, evervale or they would and then realize what has happened and they're going to be in it for a big surprise when and if that ever happens um but uh yeah give me one second here uh Uh, but do I have any? Where's, where, where were we? What were we talking about? I got distracted. What are, we, what are we talking are about? We, what, am I, what am I doing here? What are we? <laughs> um, is there anything? Um, whack, do you have any questions or anything at all for me or us? Was
5: Celerae always going to die, or did you make that decision? Great question. She based was based on not, what was happening. She was not always going to die. Okay, um, so because i I, f- I feel like we kind of answered that in the game yeah. but i wasn't sure if you had always planned that, that was or... going to happen yeah. yeah um the uh
0: the twin shields the, the the adventuring group that became the uh nobles of and like the founders of Blue Falls as it is today um Celray being one of them and Celray being the um uh the one who did the technological magic for and the magitech for the uh, the spell sales um, did not. I don't think I was going to have her um, uh, be taken out or killed. I think uh, I n- wanted to have uh, the grasp come in, the way of the grasp, of the monks, and I thought that would have been a really cool way of, one, stirring the pot and bringing them in. Uh, unfortunately, that fight was so silly and uh, died to falling damage, but... Uh, it was uh, a great lesson to learn, uh, and um, uh, I think really, really cool for the party. And we spent a lot of time in Blue Falls, which I wasn't expecting, um, but it sort of was needed. You couldn't—I don't think we could have done the story without Blue Falls at all, because um, yep. it, it lit a fire under Smith, and uh, it also,
5: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and all that side note on that, by the way, I saw a lot of people that were like, oh, Smith's about to go fucking crazy. He's about to rage out. And, uh, I think, um, you missed the point on Smith if you were thinking that because, uh, he was pretty emotionless, man. I mean, more than anything else, it was just, um, like, it was just PTSD. I mean, he just felt pain. Yeah. That's really what he felt all the time. Um, and I think the first glimmers of happiness and stuff happened. Probably at Flaris. It was maybe he saw some hope or some potential with Selray, but he was still used to all the pain. So it yeah, didn't him. It was affect just him. another thing that just yeah. sort of
0: like, Oh, I deserve this. Yeah, this of course this yep. would happen. Stoicism.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And exactly um, what, what K.J. says is um, uh, figured that he'd regress. That's sort of what was happening. You were, um, Smith was opening up, and then that happened, and Smith just sort of retreated again, uh, and then was able to really start to... And that was sort of like, I feel like Smith testing the water socially to open up, to let those boundaries and those barriers down for a moment. The boundaries, those barriers down for a moment. Uh, and then later... Um, opening up like giving him, himself emotional context to when he goes to Flaris, and uh opens up a bit more. All right. Mm-hmm. Alright, I don't know if we have anything else. Any other questions, chat? Oh no? okay and PB's away. Anyone,
1: anybody? Questions? Anyone? Anybody? Anybody on any questions? Answers?
0: Forever hold well, your spell
1: wind? What were the twins named? That's a great that's a great one. What were the twins' names? Taisha and Vanto. Yep.
0: Okay, there's it. Taisha and Vanto. <laughs>
4: Thank you, my uh, do you want to answer that, Brad, or no?
3: Oh, I, I, I didn't know there was an answer.
4: Yeah, well, I mean I, I would decide now. I was what I meant. Like, do we wanna oh, just yeah, decide no, now?
3: I I I purposefully figured we didn't name them.
4: Yeah, okay. And we will leave it ambiguous.
3: Luke? Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe one day Cord will need names for them, and I guess it's up to him to uh, do that, you know? Maybe they show up. And who? Vanta. What did you say? Perfect. (laughs) Taisha and and Vanta.
1: Vanta. Perfect.
0: (laughs) That's them. Write it down. Okay. I think that concludes the questions. You know what that means? It is time. time
5: for the sex Who it's wants to grab it. my scrote <laughs> That's it <laughs> <laughs> That's what that whack
3: means Whack three, three beers in at his local bar Every Sunday <laughs> <laughs> Three beers in
0: Alright It's time for the sex Alright
3: <laughs>
0: Alright mm-hmm. As per tradition
3: Brad being put to work. All right. Is the roast
0: of Spellwind?
3: Is this thing on? Okay. Huh. Let's see. Um, Spellwind. The other Final Fantasy 7 remake.
4: <laughs>
3: Sorry. Huh, oh shit! There's an easy one. Yeah, it was, it
2: was good though. <laughs>
3: Whack role played as a medieval Iron Man, which is weird because Whack is a man who was born in the Iron Age.
2: <laughs>
3: he be played a spellcaster who could use void magic. We all wish he played a spellcaster who could avoid speaking. <laughs> she... Maya's here. Hi. The worst of three possible types of black pussy. <laughs>
0: I like how Meyer nodded and, oh. then, and then it hit him
2: and then it froze. Oh, <laughs> oh my god!
3: That wasn't even the one that I cut. Oh.
2: <clears throat>
3: <clears throat> Meyer played Jet. We all wish he would. <laughs> Don't worry. All right.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think we all agree that it was harsh when Cord chose to have Jet's hands removed when we all wish it had been PB's tongue.
4: Oh, ho, 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 ho. accurate. Myself whack
3: for a week for this show. That's it. It's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> <But ironic. laughs>
2: uh,
3: whack is so fucking old that the next shill show is going to be an open casket.
5: <laughs> you just have whack to drop so the
3: money right into it. Whack is so fucking old that his next show should be called the Pearly Gatewalkers. Myth's here Looking like Daniel Day-Lewis With ALS Jesus (laughs)
2: Christ
3: Myth thought he was A fucking genius When he came up With an idea for a show That involved magic Deus Ex Machina wind That can shift and transform The entire story On a whim I felt really awkward Casting him in my Star Wars show (laughs) 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 Thinks he invented the force no, I'm actually really proud of Cord for putting years of work, months of effort, and focus into finishing a single thought.
2: <laughs> um, <there it> is.
3: <laughs> Myth took so much Adderall to concentrate for three hours every week that I lost my 13-year sobriety badge. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing more fucked than the tech issues on this show is Myth's Adderall soaked liver.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
3: In this show we were introduced to a giant mahogany creature That everyone didn't trust in the beginning But eventually came to love by the end
2: Maya
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wax started out as a villainous piece of shit He's still a piece of shit But at least now he's super dependable <laughs> Oh boy oh, Sorry, I misread that. Now he wears depends. There you go.
2: They're
3: <laughs> comfortable, all right? <laughs> if it wasn't for this show, I would never have met Maya. Which makes this show a bigger fucking disaster than Mistline. <laughs> Dead Grove, Beardin's Hollow, and The Spearway all sound like they were named in honor of PB's vagina. <laughs> Large vibe. <virgin. laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Myths should have given her the periapt of wound closure, not time. <laughs> he played a damaged individual with a troubled childhood who is forced to work against her will using her incredible magic for the single purpose of furthering an evil tyrannical leader. I have no idea how that feels. I have no idea what <laughs> <at all. laughs> Spellwind was a long show, <laughs> 177 hours, 66 episodes over, over almost two years. Spellwind went on for so long that I was scared Whack wasn't going to see it to the end. Halfway through the show, Myth changed his name from Mythomatic to Cord, which is also what I needed about 30 episodes in. Maya used his natural Ghanaian accent, PB used her natural American accent, I used my natural London accent, and Wack used to have hair. (laughs)
5: Long time ago.
3: (laughs) Myth has tried to fuck so many other streamers that he's now officially a member of Twitch's advertising team.
2: Oh Oh, my god!
3: (laughs) I don't even know oh, if that's Jesus. true, to be honest, <laughs> I just don't <laughs> think... <laughs> uh, Ooh, Lastly, wow. I'll say this. Whack is old and bald. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well
0: done. Thank you. Amazing.
3: Yeah. It sounds Thanks. like you're
5: zipping your fly, by the way, <laughs> when you put the microphone away. I oh, yeah. am. I'm sure it's intentional.
3: <laughs> the only time I get my dick out. That's That's only the time only time,
2: I time, it <laughs> time it works.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, that That's was why awesome. I never
5: became a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't allowed.
2: I
3: wasn't Thank allowed you, Brad. That out. was so good.
0: I was expecting... About that. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs>
3: let me see how many I cut. One, two, three, okay. four, five, six, seven. Does uh, he go in a dock
0: somewhere? The, the the cut ones? Uh, the cut ones.
5: Uh, we'll never uh, see the letter day. day. <laughs> Locked door forever. Perfect. Perfect. I, he's going to say them on Oracle's uh-huh. Rest.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: when we when do the, the Oracle's, Oracle's rest, rest, rest. I do a roast every week.
3: The, every the, week. The roast
0: <laughs> on Oracle's Rest. <laughs> All right, that everyone is the. That's it. That's the uh, roundtable. That's Spellwind season one. Maybe season two, we'll see. Um, which was really fun about uh, the ending of Spellwind as it is is, there is a lot of cool things that we could maybe do for season two, if there is one. Um, but yeah, let's go around and uh, have our last shout outs and uh, call it an evening and then maybe I'll show you a teaser that I've been working on from What my old own.
3: uncle cords got zipped away
0: what i what old uncle cords got zipped away that's right and if you're a streamer <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, that's right yeah uh all right so uh let's literally start with... could
5: have just changed that joke out for orcish by the way would have worked <laughs> I, I mean most of <laughs> these sure. orcish is in the chat So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um...
0: but yeah
3: um brad
0: you wanna you wanna you wanna start us off
3: yes hello i'm brad Brad's i will also going to rebuttal today with oh, uh God. your roast and then i didn't
0: so i'm glad i didn't write anything down anyway go
3: ahead okay well yeah that'll so. come back to you in the next yeah, 1d8 one. Eight fucking days yeah I think um, that's true <clears throat> there's another uh, <laughs> yeah no I, I fucking love this campaign man Um, I'll tell you one thing that I really liked about this chord and I'm going to be sincere for a second you have a cool DM style and one thing that up until I played in this campaign I, I think I was being really precious with like really um I think it was just being precious with everything like how it came across how the show was being perceived how i was running the show what i was doing when i was gming and you know music and everything and making sure that everything was just like so perfect and there'd be points in this where you would
0: it happened
2: for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <Whatever.
3: laughs> well there's just there would be times where you'd be in the middle of a, a you know a relatively important scene nothing like insanely important but you know just in a re- relatively important scene and then you would just casually drop in a joke and laugh and then roll on and somehow it didn't break immersion and yep. lose momentum and i was like what you can do that that's a thing um and like because i've always been like like i'm i'm always making jokes and being silly right that's i but uh when i'm gming i was always so serious and i um there's something about the way that you're able to, like, do that that helped me to let go of my, like, vice grip DM style. And, um, yeah, I've, I I started doing it in Oracle's Rest. I was just, like, being silly yeah. and having fun with it. And, and, you know, we've been playing Star Wars, which is... Um, uh, I've been, like, really try-harding with it. And there have just been a lot of moments where we just drop it and we just joke and then we carry on. And it has been... And it's so... Somehow... You 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 are able to do that and still go with the flow, which is uh, really cool. I don't know, man. It's a thing that I I oh, think I you. learned from you in this, um, which wow. I really appreciate. And it's just so specific, like I don't. You know what I mean? It's like such a weird thing to thank you for after right. this. You know, like this show has been like a year and a half long, um, and we've been and there's there's so many good things about it that everyone witnessed. And so many, like, obvious things that I could cherry-pick that I've really enjoyed personally about being here with you guys. Um, You know, like, I met Maya. He's become one of my best friends. We hang out all the fucking time and stuff like that. Um, Which is more than... You know, this could have been the worst show of all time. You know what I mean? But it would Mm -hmm. elevate it immediately. But there was just... There's something about the way that UGM that I just really enjoyed. And I think... um, for me personally, it was—it's just such a specific little thing, but I—it really, I think it's—it's it's changed me forever how I GM. Um, so I want to thank you for that, and also the show was just great. I really loved it. I really loved all of our characters. I love the story that we told together. Um, I think the cast—I yeah. mean, it was so the original. One of the original things that Cord wanted to do was have me, PB, and Wack be able to play in the same game. It was like a gift to us because we were always running one show, and we can only ever have one of us on as a player or whatever half the time, and because uh, we're just the as central far as tech. I wanted to GM's. run, yeah. Um, and so uh, that was uh, his first gift to us, and the second was Maya, and then the third for me was just I think you enhanced my ability to uh, to GM, um, and I really enjoyed the show, and, I, and I'm I'm gonna miss hanging out every Wednesday with you guys. Um, Uh, and playing it but i really i really think it 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 was a um a fucking solid dnd experience man like fucking just nailed it and uh you should be really proud and i'm really uh really happy we told this story together that's about all i have to say about me
0: so much (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) Um, a lot of the i was telling brad this too a lot of the gamifying elements of traps and things including like the sudoku way of getting into uh um, or Dozku, I think uh, um, Meyer called it, or Jet called it in-game, the Sudoku way of getting into Flaris Academy, uh, as well as Whack uh, figuring it out and everything was... Um, uh, that was from you, Brad. So, I mean, like, gamifying mechanics and gamifying D&D in ways that are not um, a simple skill check um, or combat. So, like, um, those mini-games and things that come up um, if, if you were there this past Saturday, uh, um, chat, Brad dropped an entire board game on us, um, uh, for a, uh, adventure and it was awesome. So just like I, so a lot of that stuff, I wouldn't, I, the Flaris, um, encounter was from you. So thank you. And like each of you have given me a bunch of things and you got to, you got to see and experience a lot of that stuff. So thank you for, um, all of you for bringing all those cool little, you hear my, dog grunting in my
3: lap right now but um yeah that's uh you keep dressing like that i'll be grunting in your lap <laughs> it? sorry It
0: depends what are your numbers what are your streaming numbers <laughs> um but yeah the uh that it's been uh it's been it's been, it's, it's been it's been great yeah, think. Been. anyway um uh myer
1: um hi uh my name is Meyer, and i play jet um and yeah, this is the final Spellwind, season one or whatever you wanted to call it. The final Spellwind episode. Um, It's been a very interesting one for me because, I mean, I've had a little bit of a, you know, like a tabletop RPG experience before, you know, like before uh, meeting you guys. Uh, I did some things and that's in fact how I met uh, Cord. you know, like we were playing... Uh, the Expanse tabletop RPG. And uh, we kind of hit it off with our characters, um, you know, and we just found, hey, this guy's. you know, like... Uh, we, we just kept finding ways to kind of, like, make our characters, like, bounce off each other. And, mm-hmm. like, it just became this natural thing. And, uh, like, uh, I think I made an instant friend without really realizing that I had. It was very strange. Um, and when that was over, I kind of felt... Uh, you know, mildly lost, because, like, I, I'd, on stream and stuff, all I kind of had been doing in the past was one thing, just streaming Star Citizen. So when Cord hit me up and said, hey, do you want to be on this uh, TTRPG? I'm doing a and d thing, you want to do it? I was like, hell yeah, sure. And I had no idea that that would literally be changing my life. The... Amount of, like, story beats that have happened in my life, not just through, like, the st- stream or whatever, but just in my life that I can, like, owe to this and this table, like, are, are so many. Um, you know, like, uh, I- I've made friends and family through, like, t- through, uh, through Spellwind, you know, like, uh, it's, it's been, it's been an experience uh you know like uh without Cord, i would never have been i would never have met uh, pb i would never have met whack i would never have met brad i would never have met brad you know and uh that one guy right and uh you know like uh the the feel the feeling is is mutual brad is you know like one of my best friends and i i owe so much to spellwind and i owe so much to Cord. i remember like feeling like my life had changed like a couple months into Spellwind. I like I just h- kept having the urge to like reach out to Cord and say, "Hey, hey dude, uh thank you." And he like, "What for?" I'm like, you know, this that the other. Just like I I couldn't put my finger on it. And um, you know, obviously the uh, the end of Spellwind isn't the end of everything and the end of like this, right? But it very much is <laughs> Okay fine. I mean <laughs> checks in the mail. Fuck you too. But like uh <laughs> but uh but yeah, for, for real it is you know like uh for certain the beginning of it. And I I owe you guys so much, you know, without I'm I'm just going to keep repeating myself honestly. Without Spellwind, you know, I wouldn't have, you know, like discovered Wild RP um and that was through PB and i wouldn't have tried to further my voiceover career you know i wouldn't have tried to do all this stuff i probably wouldn't have uh you know like uh worked at twitchcon last year i probably wouldn't have been signed for voiceover this year i i, I owe my life to table story and and these four guys so thank you
3: i mean you also did all that yourself so yeah okay. you did. yeah you did you did you <laughs> that looking. Discredit I mean, yourself uh, too much, but also I will be I, taking 5% of everything you earn for the rest of your life. So. <laughs> mm-hmm, that would be very helpful. Yeah. Um,
0: thank you, Meyer, for bringing Jet, and thank you for saying yes to this. Um, it really has been life-changing, and um, you being a part of this has been so awesome. Um, I never and... said yes. Oh, right. Yeah, right. I made you.
1: I said, I of like, course.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> what it was. It's yeah. um, But yeah, a Small was, but important distinction. It was so... <laughs> it was just so everything you did uh, the um, like I said it earlier today too you were the first person to speak during uh, the show like you're the first line said in Spellwind was you and um, that is uh, very courageous and brave to do um, especially on a show that you're like the first time so it was just really cool to see uh, and you took that um, that bravery and that risk taking uh, throughout including um, your um, descriptions and bringing Jet uh, as jet was and it was a really great uh placement of jet being that timid person um who has been uh and and like uh, ancestrally screwed by this crusade right um you grew up as um, uh, and um jet grew up as this uh person who feared and then um even the last like episode during the epilogue I was like wow m- like jets really changed like why is that it was just like and it was it's obvious that all the amazing beautiful choices you have made including the ending and the epilogue to why that exists so just thank you for having such a consistent character um and thank you for uh also being in my life and 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 saying yes and, and being around to play games and to Star citizen, and to just be awesome. Just thank you for thank you for being my friend as well. That's it. Oh, I'm not gonna say anything else.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> whack. Uh,
5: I am very grateful that um, we had the opportunity to do this and get to role play together. Um, getting to play this character. Uh, felt kind of cathartic, um, in this um, weird way. I don't really know how to describe it. Um, but it was like a um, it was kind of a redemption story, and um, getting to uh, getting to do that through a character with some of my favorite people is uh, just a wonderful experience. So thank you so much for that. Um, getting to, uh, sort of trust fall, uh, with PB, especially in the beginning was like really powerful. Um, and it, uh, it had a really big impact, I think on the way that I will role play from now on in that I think that, um. I think I'm going to do that a lot more. I'm going to do the trust fall kind of thing where I have a lot less uh, sort of planned and just try and read someone that I know really well and develop a scene with a few looks, you know? Yeah. Because um, that, that's something on a scale I I don't think I've ever done before, the yeah, way that we awesome did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, And having to make really important decisions for the what was going to affect the rest of the campaign in moments mm-hmm. was really tough yeah. really really tough um i was like my choice here is going to change the entirety of the campaign yeah um and i had a lot of pressure on that but i was like just just go with the flow You know, that's kind of what I was repeating in my head. And 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 I, you know, I hope I can do that more in the future, but I'm glad that we did that together because, um, I don't know if I could have done that with anybody else as, as a, as a, um, as impactful as a moment as that was. So thank you. And thank you for all the work that you put together every week myth. And, um, these wonderful settings were uh, very vibrant and they all had their own story and they really felt like solid places to go.
0: Thank you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah, some some weeks I couldn't do it. It was a lot of work. And some weeks I was like, I can't this week. Um, and thank you for um, supporting that. Um, there were some weeks I just had to cancel um, because I was just probably so much pressure on myself to... to to do it. Um, And every week I'm like feeling this imposter syndrome of, Oh shit, I'm going to let table story down. Oh crap. But every time you've been, uh, each one of you have been so, um, so supportive in the shut up court. Everything's fine. Uh, (laughs) And so thank you for just um, being such great people and great friends. Yeah. It's been, it's been amazing. And thank you, it's been such a pleasure having um, you on and to see, Uh, the intensity of Smith and the intensity of your talent as a role player Um, and yeah and just a few looks there was a couple of times where you'd stare at the camera or you'd stare at me and I felt like I was deconstructing because I was like oh shit I don't know how to respond because it was just so uh, you are such uh, an amazing presence uh, when you are backing like a character that needs it like you have such a, a, a wonderful um uh, uh versatile charm to you that you can uh, embody these characters. And um if you're intimidating, you are 110% intimidating. If you are charming, you are 110% charming. And it's just, it's amazing watching you emote. So thank you so much, uh, Wack, for bringing, um, bringing that. Even in a character who doesn't emote often, you know, you are still... Um, it was still so easy for all of us uh, to read, I felt, for me at least, to read what's going on inside um, the struggle that was uh, Smith's mind. So it was just really cool to watch, and thank you for it. Yeah. Uh, BB?
4: Uh, how hello. Are Hi,
0: I'm Sorry,
2: how
4: are you? Hi, P- I'm Pumpkinberry, and I played Varsha for you for this last almost a year. Um... Wow.
2: Year and
3: a half. Yeah. Year and a oh, half. sorry. Year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost two years. Almost two. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We started September.
4: Uh, wow. 20, what? Holy 29. shit.
3: September 2020.
5: Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
4: Um. Uh. Yeah. Court. Well, first of all, everybody at the table that I got to play alongside. Holy shit. Um. Everybody bringing their a game every single fucking week. That was awesome. Um. I love all of these characters, and I was very attached to them. And I think. And I said this uh, last week or when the finale happened, um, that it's one, I don't often really yearn for a happy ending. I'm okay. If things are, mm. you know, not perfect, but for this one, uh, it was the same with dark fire as well, where I was just really kind of hoping that, uh, it would be a happy ending for everybody. And, uh, it was, and it was like a really feel good, um, ending, and uh, I feel like we don't always get those, and so I'm uh, I was really pleased with that, um, yeah, really really pleased with that. Uh, and then Cord, holy shit, um, your so I know you said that Brad inspired you for some of the puzzles, but the way you did some unique combat, that like that fight along the beach, that was yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. awesome. The fight in the air where you added, you know, like there was just each encounter was different you had a lot of encounters that were you know i felt like we could come to the table going okay i know what i'm gonna do and then you'd have other encounters where it's like holy shit i really have to think outside the box because you're adding in a new element or you're you're making this combat unique uh in a way that i'd never seen done before so that was fucking awesome um and also i just loved the world um and i I loved everything that you did for all of us not only did you yes and everybody but you made sure that everybody you know kind of was elevated uh in a way with their either their backstory or um you know you you made sure to kind of like shine a light on that without doing a backstory dump you know you you just made sure to support that uh so we could explore that as, as much or as little as we wanted to uh, as players which was super fucking cool and i loved every second of it and i'm gonna miss it and i gotta stop talking now or i'm gonna cry okay thank you bye
0: <laughs> thank you thank you PB. thank you everybody thank you friends this has been so super awesome um and yeah it's uh it's been uh a, it's, been... it's been i know another one it's been a wonderful couple of years uh and uh wednesdays aren't going to be the same. Uh, I've been so like, when's are my Spellwind days? When's are my Spellwind days? I've got to think about what I'm going to do. And I've like, I've been, because of my ADD, I've been now like, oh, I'll just do prep on Wednesday. And like, I will just save it all up because I do better on a, on a deadline. So I'll just save it up and I'll do it all on Wednesday. So my Wednesdays have just been Spellwind um, for the past year, year and a half. Um, so it's going to be nuts to, um, like even this, even today, I was still working on Spellwind to get today done. Um, next week is going to be weird. Um, I would, I was worried that I was going to sort of be really sad when the game is over. Um, and when this is over, I don't think I'm going to be. Um, one, because there was a really wonderful ending that I think made sense that we all sort of said yes and to. Um, to make happen, and that was super awesome and uh one the happy ending uh i don't think i could have had it be a darker ending because it was already a grim strangling world as it was so i kind of definitely wanted to have that little bit of uh uh i didn't want to like leave a uh fuck you to the to the story as it's departing I, I did want to have it a little bit of an uplifting mood so i'm glad it did turn out to be that way um but if we weren't so close each one of us i this would be uh much more somber and uh like goodbye right this is yeah. just sort of like this show's ending that's it um as far I'll as I'll see you
4: later for games and I'll yeah, see you on Saturday
2: right. for... yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah like
0: we want to play final Fantasy later yeah okay and yeah exactly and see you on Saturday like we haven't um it's the the game us to like the game ending the season ending because i and i keep saying season because i have ideas for a season two whether or not it happens is completely up to the world and the universe and everything and if it can happen but um this is sort of just like this was a great little button and i'm glad it happened um but let's and play more games you know <laughs> like we're like we, this isn't this would be this would be much more of a um, a dramatic ending to whatever we're not ending an era we're not ending anything um, this was the start of a beautiful wonderful friendship and relationship with all of you um, and it just so happens to this story this arc this little chapter of our friendship and relationship and this channel is just wrapping up for now um, so Wednesdays are going to be weird, but besides that, like, I'm um, happy and so um, thankful and grateful, and I do this every week, too, um, when my uh, when my medications hit me, when my uh, Adderall, jokes, uh, when my Adderall hits me and my um, antidepressants hit me, when I start working, I get so grateful for my friends, for, like, 20 minutes or so. Um, I'm just like,
2: you know but what, then my fuck friends them. are awesome.
1: Yeah, and, I thought that no more no. And less. End up working
0: and but it's like for a little bit, there's this window of just like, you've got some really amazing friends. And um, every time that happens and every week and every time I start working, and and that sort of that bubbles up that bubbles up uh, for a moment, I then just start to get distracted and think about how awesome my life is with all of you in it um and just i say it every week like in the text but like now having you here thank you so much for everything um uh the 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 dms the uh the jokes the um the dming uh the gming table story thanks for uh letting me uh taking a risk and letting me produce something uh, for you all uh and taking a risk with vmix uh, and taking uh, a risk with me playing and DMing all of you. And and just um, thank you for this wonderful, trust fall. And thank you for being my friends. This has been really great. And um, what I loved about this is I... Uh, not really what I loved about this, but what I'm thinking about right now is I didn't really look at chat throughout the game. Like, through playing, this is the most I've looked at chat throughout the entire run, because one, I'm sort of doing this meta hosting thing, but I didn't look at chat because I didn't need to. I'm not, like, no offense, chat, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for us. Um, This has been really great, and it's just you... And this is another reason why I like to joke and have that giggles and laughs and stuff, um, Brad, is because I did want to have this personal fun that we have. Um, and I, and like, we're going to play this game. It's going to be great. And you can just watch um, chat if you want. And um, it's been really awesome. And uh, I feel like there hasn't been a point that uh, in this story and in the relationship that we have all have, including the characters where it didn't seem genuine. And um, it's been, and that's really, really hard to find um, in, in this space is to find um, those people and uh, a crew that um of even just cast members who can be genuine in themselves and their characters and it's just it was amazing so thank you everybody for being who you are and letting me involved and, and all that goodness um but i think one last time we could all uh do whatever pose you want and freeze the cams Alright, and you're just gonna do that. And that's it. This is sad. Okay, and we're all doing the we're all doing the jet wave. Okay, all right, perfect. I love you all. And and, and wax still here.
5: I I can't find the exit button. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there, there.
0: Help the old man out. All all right. Right. <laughs> How do I get on there? How do I log oh it logged me Got now. a drawing <laughs> tablet in front of me. I can't see anything. Okay. Um, but thank you everybody. Um and before we go, everybody, um I, just because this story in Spellwind is ending, uh, doesn't mean that Spellwind, the world, is ending. I mentioned that before uh, in our, before the epilogue. Um, And uh, you may want to unmute the tab for this, uh, people in the v-mix, if you wanted to watch this or watch it on the uh, channel. Um, But I do have a trailer for a, what will be happening uh, 10 years after the events of Spellwind. Yeah, this is this is that enjoy and happy wednesday and we'll see you on tomorrow tomorrow right tomorrow for uh uh the, the area door
5: ashes ashes of ash is a very door
0: i was like burning this sp- the, the burning of the place all right my brain's not working my i'm all right bye who's the old one
2: now <laughs> it's still, it's all still of us.